This is Abrupt Future, the podcast on the future of work that happened faster than we thought. Each week, we feature conversations with experts in leadership, management, human resources, culture, and technology to help you succeed in this new normal. This is your host, Benoit Ardivalle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Abrupt Future. This week, I'm very lucky to be speaking with Jordan Bush. Jordan is the CEO and founder of Seven Shifts. First of all, Jordan, welcome to the show and thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Benoit. Awesome. So behind every company, startup, scale up, there is a story. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit of how you came to this business and what is Seven Shifts doing? And then we'll talk about the future of work and all that good stuff. Yeah, of course. So Seven Shifts is a labor management platform used by the restaurant industry. So we help about 16,000 restaurant locations across North America control labor, schedule their staff, manage complex compliance issues, and keep staff engagement high. And then on the flip side, employees have a mobile app where they can check their shifts, communicate with coworkers, and really tying the scheduling and communication experience all the way through the restaurant. Now, in terms of how we came to be, I grew up working in quick service restaurants. So my dad ran some Quiznos locations where I'm from, and my grandparents ran Orange Julius locations. So I grew up working in them, eating the food nonstop. And, and also, it was during my time while I was working with my dad at his Quiznos locations that I felt the the problem of managing schedules was just a very complex beast. And at the time I was big into gaming and I was making websites and I was I was kind of like learning how to do these things. And I thought that I could build something really small to help my dad manage staff better. So I built him and write wrote some code to where he could upload the staff schedule and staff could all, all log into a website and download it online. So that was the really the beginning stages of it. After that, I always kind of treated Seven Shifts as a side project. And then I moved out to Ottawa and I lived there and went to school there. And I worked as a, a software developer there. And then uh, I moved out to France with my wife and I was doing some consulting remotely for companies in Canada. And then I moved back to Saskatchewan, which is, which is where I'm from in Canada. And by this point, I took another job at a software company and... It was at that point, about a year in, where Seven just made enough money on the side where I can do it full time. So I decided to quit my job as a software developer at this one company. And then I went and did Seven just full time and got a 10 by 10 office that I shared with a buddy of mine. And within about three months of working on it, I just, I found it so boring. And it was boring because I was working by myself, I realized. And I'm, I was always a fan of working at other companies where you can kind of feed off the energy of each other. You've, you, uh, you're just after the best idea and you want to ship something and you want to delight customers. And I missed that kind of energetic hustle. And, and so I grabbed some co-founders and said, all right, you know, if we're going to make a go at this, where do you go to build a big tech company? Oh, you go to San Francisco. Okay, great. We applied to some tech accelerator called Boost and we got in. And so myself and my two co-founders, we moved down to San Francisco and in the Bay Area. And we lived there for, you know, four months or so and uh, raised a bit of money, brought it back to Canada. At the time we were, Seven Shifts was not focused on the restaurant industry, but raising a bit of money in 2014 and as, a, as some angel money and coming back to Canada, we really wanted to focus on serving restaurants because... I'm not a fan of 
building kind of this building products that kind of felt okay for everyone and kind of just scratch like a very shallow itch. I saw the need to really do something meaningful for restaurants and wanted to really focus there. So we pivoted a little bit and went really deep into restaurants and spent about a year and a bit just really building up the product for them. So it probably wasn't until 2016, close to that we I feel like we've had more product market fit for restaurants. And then we started to, you know, look at venture capital. But you know, I'll stop there. That's kind of the that's kind of the early days of how how it got started and and obviously we're we're a little bit further along today. Yeah. Well, I mean, for, first of all, congratulations for, for getting where you are. So basically, I think you're solving a good old matching problem, right? Where you have different schedules, different people. And I can see how this was a manual task before, as I mentioned in our correspondence by email. I, I used to work in restaurant and people have life and kids and study and, and all of these different things, which make creating a schedule, especially for a big restaurant, probably a big puzzle to solve. So it sounds like you brought a solution to solve that puzzle. What's the experience then for the employee and the manager now that it's not a fully manual, but a, I'm guessing a much more automated experience? Yeah, it's very different than where we were in 2016. We've raised some venture capital, we've grown our user base, we've hired staff, you know, we've got about 150 people here at Seven Shifts across Saskatoon, Toronto, and New York. And so with that came a lot of developments from the product side. So we ended up focusing on just, you know, at our core, continually building a really simple product that you can just get in and you can figure out how to use without talking to a salesperson. We have folks that can help you get set up, but we really wanted to target kind of a self-serving experience, especially for independents, which make up, you know, the core and majority of our product. But we started to look into things like machine learning and how we can help automate the scheduling processes and, and just really take some of those um, feelings, call them, out of the manager's head and brain and try to get that into the product. And what I mean by that is that every restaurant has labor targets that they need to hit or they strive to hit. At least the savvy ones do. And I can tell you from this pandemic, a lot of more people are looking at their labor targets and, and all sorts of costs on operating expenses. But they also think about who works well together. Why do they work well together? Some people say, I don't want, I never want these people scheduled together because they don't do as much work together. So really extracting behaviors like that into our algorithms and trying to build out schedules around weather patterns, historical sales, who typically works these shifts. Because ultimately, if you're a, a restaurant that has a rooftop patio and it's raining, you're probably not going to staff the same amount of people as you would if it was sunny. So th things like that and, and longer term looking at how events nearby will affect the restaurant sales when we can when we can go to events again. But yeah, these are all things that came with some of the developments that of just growing the business and listening to our customers and understanding their pain points. So it was about bringing more of the predictive analytics in the mix, right? Because I think this is what I'm, I'm seeing, right? You're picking up different signals beyond the sole worker preference, but also external signals, maybe industry signals, labor market. And, and you're using all of these signals to provide an optimal scheduling, which is, again, not just about matching the employee to the slot, but really at a broader level, making sure that, like you mentioned, you optimize your labor target but you do that almost in an intelligent way or, or in a predictive way. Exactly. That's right. 
How do you find it's changing the employee experience? Have you felt it has an impact on the worker or is it more for the administrators and manager of the restaurant where it changed the experience? It's really both. So we sell to the operator because that's where the biggest pain point lies and they're the decision makers. And so we make their lives easy and save them hours of time scheduled. Uh, we reduce time spent on scheduling and all scheduling-related tasks by about 80%. And we all know time is money. Um, and then we also help schedule adic- the, the right people at the right time to help operators save between 1% and 3% on their labor costs, which you know, on a restaurant doing a million dollars a year, you know, it's $10,000 to $30,000. So it's quite meaningful from the operator's perspective. The, the ROI they can get. But from the, the employee's experience, that's where you it's becoming almost the norm. As an employee, you should be able to get what you need at your fingertips if you're a restaurant worker, whether that's your schedule, communicating with other coworkers, submitting your availability, and looking at your pay stubs. Like these are all just things that should happen in a labor management platform. And especially with the fact that the restaurant industry employs the highest number of teenagers out of any private industry in the U.S. And so when we think about that, teenagers are using all sorts of apps on their mobile phones and and they just kind of expect that. And that's a type of experience we need to continue to deliver is that, you know, we're, we're kind of up against the experiences of great products like Twitter or Facebook or any of these other consumer apps that these teenagers use we need to deliver a product that's just as engaging that gets you what you need uh, so you can do your job. So in a way, would it be fair to say that you're, you're also bringing some of the standard application that we would see for the so-called knowledge workers, or again, the people who have a not necessarily a place to work, but more of a digital interface. Now you're bringing that similar experience for people who need to be in a physical and specific location to work. Exactly, yeah. And how do you see that evolving? Because my, my hunch is that a lot of these innovations starts with the knowledge worker, the digital, the tech talent, and then they, they tend to migrate to the, the, the more physical type of vacation. What else do you see happening in the industry that could impact those type of worker? Yeah, I mean, like in, in terms of impacting how the restaurant workers change or just workers in general? Well, I would say let's start with restaurants. And if you have a perspective for the non-restaurant deskless worker, absolutely, let's talk about that. Yeah, I think like the restaurant worker is really interesting. And that's probably where more of my expertise lies, which is the pandemic certainly rocked the boat really hard for restaurants and restaurant workers. And there were some folks that worked in restaurants that are kind of jaded by them, to be honest. And I hope that, you know, a lot of them will go back to restaurants. And, and but they, I know some that have moved on to other hourly work. But I also know that there's some that are very passionate about the industry and kind of see a, a more, you know, they want to be there a little bit more longer term. Maybe they want to take up management roles uh, within the restaurant. But I think that, if anything, the value of a worker in the hourly space, especially restaurants right now, is, is height because there's such a demand for workers um, right now. And you might not think that given what's going on, but a lot of these chains out there are kind of fighting and upping the, the wages because there's kind of a war for talent around good workers because a lot of a lot of people don't want to come back to work right now because it's unsafe. I think that the future of not just restaurant workers too, but all workers is there's going to be, I feel, a more approach around engagement and trying to ensure that that worker feels bought into the company a little bit more, feels like they can 
it's a, a manager they can work really well with. They feel like they can get rewarded for doing great work. They feel like they can get feedback and implement that feedback to get higher wages and maybe some light performance management as well. And at the end of the day, people just want to work with other great people where they can learn. And so I think having more of those types of environments and seeing restaurants as no different is going to be important in the future. And uh, I think we're already seeing signs of that. And it, it could have been linked with the fact that for many years we've seen restaurant job as, you know, pick your favorite qualifier, but purely elementary or we used to call that beer money, right? It's there was this understanding that if you work there, it was just for a certain part of your life and, and that's it. But I think what you're highlighting is that we're missing the potential to invest a bit longer in the employees so that they can have a career in a tra trajectory so that if they want to study in marketing, maybe they can, you know, stick with the, the restaurant throughout their career instead of one day we have to go to market and we have to hire people in marketing while we had marketing students working for us five years ago. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. And whether it's in marketing or any other area, I think that the importance is just the learning aspects and, and how you can providing for some of these folks that want to become chefs. And I know as Seven Shifts, we, we, uh, we offer up scholarships for some of these folks that want to get into culinary school or hospitality management. And, you know, I think that stuff like that goes a long way. And if you can be known for You know, hey, if, if you're, I don't know, the highest ranked employee based on your peers' feedback, we're going to give that employee 500 bucks towards a culinary scholarship because they expressed to us that they wanted to be a chef. And I'm just giving that as a light example, but there's, uh, there's other stuff. It's just really finding out what people care about. What are their motivations longer term? And trying to align some things with those to the extent that you can in hopes to retain them a bit longer. I think it's just a good question for employers to ask. It's not hard. It's not saying you have to promise that you're going to do everything that their ambitions are, but younger people are ambitious and they want to know how they can climb the ladder and, and learn more and be the best they can be. And at least that's what we're seeing. So I think you want to encourage that. Yeah, creating this kind of environment where they can excel and, and perform rather than trading time for a paycheck. I mean, obviously, it's, it's going to be um, less and less a good approach to management. Yeah, exactly. Now, you have a deep understanding of the technology, of the restaurant industries. What else would you like to change in this industry, whether it's from a technology or from a ways of working? But I'm sure you have other ideas on how to evolve the company. So if you look at the future, where would you like to change things and how do you see technology impacting that? Yeah, I think for us, when we think about the future of our business and, and the areas we want to focus on, I think it aligns with where things are heading more so, which is, it's just a little bit more centered around the employee. So when we think of how we focus, we think of what we refer to as the employee life cycle. So everything from the moment someone's hired, they're trained by that employee, they're scheduled roughly at the same time, that's kind of our core product. They're paid using a payroll company, and they're effectively retained until they quit or are terminated. From that restaurant. So hiring, training, scheduling, paying, and retaining is this kind of wheel of products and behaviors that we see are going to need to work really closely together. And we think there's, there's a huge opportunity around the engagement of the employees still. And when we think about, I guess, the future as it relates to them and, and the jobs and the work that they find, I think there's no question that there's probably going to be more workers that are working cross restaurants. Like we, we already saw that pre-pandemic. 
And how can we make it easier for employees to explore and discover restaurants that are hiring people for their skill set? And how easy can we make it for managers to hire great people? And given the massive amount of users that we have in our system, we understand a little bit more about them than um, you know, a resume could show. So we know who's trained on what point of sale. We know if they've clocked in on time. We know if the peers give them good feedback and they work most of their shifts. So I think trying to reward those employees for having that good behavior, maybe with work that's going to pay them more from an hourly rate perspective, and also communicate that to those managers that you're hiring someone of high caliber here and try and create that loop and network of workers that want to stay in the industry and and want to work a few jobs on the side and and make it easier for them to do so. So I think of the long term of what we're building at Seven Shifts, and I think the long term aligns with where we see things going, which is a lot more freedom for the worker as it relates to the jobs they work and allowing them that flexibility to kind of work where they want and potentially when they want. Because we could imagine then some kind of profile or credential that would that could follow them. And if all the different restaurant operators are in that same ecosystem, then they can bring their skills and their profile from one place to another. So that in a way, you're, it's like you're partnering with that uh, employee through different jobs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, I mean that's that's fascinating. I mean it's it's really using all the uh, the marvels of uh, today's technology and big data and machine learning with the user experience that we have from the the other uh, consumer platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it relates to the the machine learning side, I think there I think there is still a big opportunity around. I mean, customers don't care that it's called machine learning. We 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 talk about that a lot, and yeah. they just care that they get something of value that saves them time. And we would want to use and, and explore that type of technology to solve real problems. But I think that where, where we're trying to get to also from a product side is how can we get to the point where we deliver schedules to the managers and they just say, yeah, that looks good. And they publish it. Like, why do the managers have to build schedules? And if we learn enough over time about the behaviors and changes that are made within a scheduling process by certain managers, can we build a schedule that's close enough to what they build to then give them the confidence that, hey, this looks good. I want to I want to keep pushing this forward. So that's kind of where we see things uh, from an opportunity perspective as well. Yeah. Well, it's a great, great visioning. Um, I forgot to ask you, why is it called Seven Shifts? Uh, so it's it's called Seven Shifts because nothing crazy. That's It's seven days a week and you work shift work. So it's... Uh, yeah, that's that. That's really the the origin of the name. Okay. Oh, perfect. Because I, I thought you know maybe you can split your day into seven different shifts, but I, I get I get the 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 image now. Awesome. And uh, Jordan, maybe one last question for you. Where can we learn more about your work or your ideas, or even get in touch with you for those who would be interested? In, uh, you know, connecting or partnering. Yeah, you can drop me an email. My email is Jordan at sevenshifts.com. That's J O R D A N at the number seven, and then shifts like shiftwork.com. And we'd love to explore any opportunities, whether they be folks that want to work here, folks that want to partner with us, or folks that just kind of want to learn more about what we're doing and what we're out to solve. Fantastic. Well, thank you for taking the time to go into the the different question of how to use uh, technology for restaurants. I think it's fascinating. It changed a lot since I worked in restaurants. So so it's great to see where, where it's going. So once again, thank you for your time, Jordan. Awesome. No worries, Benoit. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
This was a broad future, a podcast on the future of work that happened faster than we thought. I hope you learned something valuable. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and any feedback or rating is greatly appreciated. On LinkedIn and in real life, my name is Benoit Hardivelli and I thank you for your time.